to the Bulls. Let's start with that two-year, forty-seven million-dollar deal. He leaves the Heat. Uh, this was this was something you heard me. If you listen to the other podcast, you heard me say on pretty much every podcast that I didn't believe Wade was leaving, and that if he did leave, I expected it to be to the Bulls um, because that is his hometown. He's from Chicago, and it just makes sense there. And I I, I believe that the Wade Rondo and Butler dynamic will be actually very interesting. So I think it was appealing to him. And look, this comes down to a respect factor. That's all it is with Dwayne Wade is he felt that he should be respected and for his contributions to the Heat, right? And what happened is the Heat tried to, you know, get him to take a pay cut so that they could stay under the luxury tax. And Dwayne Wade's like, well, I'm only taking a pay cut if we're contending. And this roster is clearly not contending for a title, that Miami Heat roster, uh, because Bosch's future is up in the air. Uh, Wade's only getting older, obviously. Drogic is Drogic is up and down. He's a roller coaster. They lost Lou Dang. I'm pretty sure they're losing Gerald Green as well in free agency. Uh, they're losing Tyler Johnson, another huge member of the rotation. So that being said, like the Heat, uh, the Heat didn't have much to offer Wade, and Wade's like, look, the Bulls are a better situation. The Bulls are paying him more money. And Chicago is also offering him, um, also offering him a better roster and and more reliable stars to play next to, like like Butler, and also the fact that it is home and that he gets to play for his hometown for a year or two, however long he ends up staying. I believe the second year is an option, but I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it is fully guaranteed. Uh, but anyways, I, I'm glad he went. I'm glad that if Dwayne Wade left, that it was home. It makes it so much better than if he went to a random team like the Nuggets or the Bucks. No offense, uh, no offense to those teams, but it just it just would be weird to see Wade on like a Nuggets or a Bucks team. Uh, Chicago is really the only one that makes sense from the jump. It's it's again it's his hometown. It's where it's where he's from. Uh, they offered him the most money, and they offered him actually Denver offered him a little bit more, but they offered him close to the most money. And they offered him the chance to play with another star. And look, these two years that Wade is in Chicago, if he stays two years in Chicago, uh, that could be a huge value to them. I like this gamble by the Bulls because there's there's a whole aspect, and I'm a firm believer of it, in learning from other stars. So if D. Wade takes Jimmy Butler under his arm for two years, then that could really, really change Jimmy Butler. Now, I know their their games are very similar. So if Wade can give him some insight, uh, then I think that Jimmy Butler can actually really grow from this experience. So if I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, I love it. You get your hometown guy. Uh, you get you get a lot better in the short term. You're still not going to be a contender. And I don't know who on that team is going to shoot the ball and how the floor spacing is going to work. That's going to be awful. But it'll be fun nonetheless. So... Let's move. Let's move on from. Let's move on from Wade to the Bulls. That's really all I got to say on that. Now, Kevin Durant. 
this is something the whole signing has everybody in the NBA upset. Oh my God, the Warriors are going to win titles and all that. They're going to win so many titles. They're going to win four titles in five years and just dominate the league. I'll say later on why people should, uh, shouldn't should assume that the Warriors will be a dynasty and why they should actually appreciate the Warriors. But first, this whole KD impact. So for those of you that follow the NBA closely, you know that the uh, collective bargaining agreement is coming up in June 30th, 2017. The players are likely going to opt out this year. They have their opt-out clause uh, December 15th, 2016. So with that with that being said, you assume that the players are going to opt out because they always do. And what's going to happen now is there there's going to be a lockout. And everybody assumes that there's not going to be a lockout. TV revenue's up the air. All the free agents are getting paid. Life is good, right? Well, no. This KD signing changes everything. The whole point of the 2011 CBA lockout, which ended up being a lockout, is because, because LeBron went to the Heat. Teams don't like when other teams are dynasties. And that whole collective bargaining agreement uh, in 2011 was all about killing was all about killing the heat. That was all it was about. That's why the whole that's where the whole luxury tax issue came from. That's where that's where all those cap, crazy cap restrictions came from because they didn't want the heat to just build a dynasty and even though they did their last two years uh, of the of the roster, their roster wasn't as good as before. They had to rely on old players, which as you saw in 2014, those old players broke down, and that led to the Heat collapsing, and that being the end of the Heat dynasty, right? So again, don't assume that the Warriors will be a dynasty. I'll get into that more later. There's other reasons. But the the whole thing with the Warriors now is the Warriors are going to be that team. They are now the Miami Heat, the team that everybody assumes is a dynasty, and so I don't know what kind of altercations they're going to make to the CBA, but I guarantee you those 29 other teams are on the phone right now talking, saying, how do we stop this team from winning four titles in the next five years? I got it. The CBA is coming up. Let's figure out some cap restrictions that will, that will yes, they will hinder all of us, but they'll hinder them more, and we can kill that juggernaut, right? That's all, it, that's all the CBAs have ever been about is killing power. I mean, you look at... You look at the whole 99 lockout with KG. The whole reason that was that was a lockout was because of Kevin Garnett's contract. He signed a $126 million contract after his three-year rookie contract. Back then, rookie contracts were only three years. And to this day, now there is the whole max, uh, there's the whole max contract idea, and KG is the reason for that. Again, 2011, that created the luxury tax issue, which for those of you that don't know, the luxury tax is... When you go a certain amount of money over the salary cap, you get you have to pay a tax. It's like I believe uh, I believe it's fifty or twenty five cents on a dollar for going over. Which you know when you're talking millions and millions uh, uh, per player contract, then yeah, that adds up. And then there's also a thing where if you do it three times in four years, I believe I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to look it up. But three times in four years, if you're in the luxury tax line or over it then you get into what they call the repeater's tax, where it's 75 cents on a dollar. So you're almost paying double for your for all the amount of uh, money you're spending over the salary cap. Again, that's designed for to incentivize owners to not overspend on their teams, and therefore they, um, they have to make roster cuts, and that leads to 
that leads to different moves like Ray, uh, like Ray Allen taking a huge pay cut for Miami, but they lost other players in that deal, and that had, that was the reason Mike Miller had to be traded and everything was because of the uh, repeater tax issue during the Heat dynasty. So, with that being said, that's why that's why the Warriors are going to the Warriors have shown no indication that they that they care about the the repeater tax. They said on multiple platforms all over the place, both owners have said that the Warriors will go over the cap. They will pay the repeaters tax. They're fine. They're printing money. I, I mean, it, it's a figure of speech, but at the gate, they are really printing money. I mean, they're they're just getting they're just getting so much money. That's why they're overpaying for Harrison Barnes, or they were expected to if they didn't get Durant, was because they're making so much money. They're making such a profit on ticket sales. It's it's unbelievable. They can withstand the hit of adding a Kevin Durant and going super, super over the cap. So now the teams have to incentivize and figure out another way to rid the Warriors of their dynasty, whether it's actual roster and and salary cap restrictions or if it's uh, or if it's heavier taxing, which I don't believe will be the answer because, again, the Warriors are making so much money. They're profiting so much. They now have two of the top five jersey sales in the NBA. Plus, they're making money at the gate. They're selling out every single game, and their tickets are super, super expensive. Plus, they get playoff revenue. They're doing fine. So I expect it to be something like a roster or a player bird rights thing where um, you can only retain a certain amount of players for a certain amount of money, something like that. It will be some salary cap restrictions, not the tax implementation. Because the reason why the Heat dynasty didn't last is they didn't want to, they didn't want to be in that tax. Um, they didn't want to, have to deal with all that tax problems that came with it. So they were actually they're relatively cheaper owners or more conscious of their spending, so to say, because cheap sounds negative. But they're more conscious of their spending, so they weren't willing to do what the Warriors are doing. They're not making the profit the Warriors are making. So again, you got to figure out another way, but. You better believe right now all 29 other teams in the NBA are on the phone with each other talking about how they're going to figure out a way to stop the the Warriors. So with that being said, that kind of transitions into my next point, which is why the Warriors, uh, why you shouldn't assume the Warriors are a dynasty. So with the with the Warriors, there's going to be several there's going to be several problems, and I'll, and I'll get to those in a second, but Let's just look at the dynasties you want to think of. Okay, what's the last one? There's the Miami Heat. What happened there? Again, salary cap implementation from the CBA, which I talked about. Um, Okay, then what's before that? You talk about the Spurs. The Spurs are really the only outlier. They just kind of built through the draft, and they have a guy named Tim Duncan who stayed there forever, along with Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. They're just an outlier, so I don't really want to count them. I mean, they've done everything by the books. So there, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing, and I'm all for dominance. So I'm not discrediting any of these dynasties. I'm just saying this is why they fell apart. So then, what's before that? You talk about the Lakers, right? Kobe and Shaq. What happened there? Egos. Egos have driven apart dynasties forever. Um, you know, you talk about Charles Barkley with the 76ers early on. That could have been a real dynasty, but egos started to preside, and Charles Barkley wanted to leave and. He left for the Suns, and that was that. But that could have been a real di- dynasty there. Um, uh, and then you got health issues. Okay, let's go to, uh, again, back to Miami Heat. Another reason they didn't last was because Dwayne Wade's health injury, uh, health problems and injuries. 
he had he was broken down those last two years of the Heat dynasty. He could really he really couldn't offer anything. He was great in 2010 for them. He was pretty great in 2011, but then 2012, 13, 14. I mean, he was just he was just done. His body was shot. Um, it's it. I mean, that's that's really all it was is is health with Dwayne Wade. And look, remember this: Curry has had health issues with his ankles and now his knee. Uh, knees are always scary to me, and ankles. Those are always injuries that can always reoccur. Uh, again, the knee injury was was a fluke. He slipped. He slipped on some sweat. It was really all it was. The mop boy wasn't doing his job, or whatever you call him, wasn't doing his job. So Curry slipped on some sweat, messed up his knee, and ruined his whole. Maybe ruined the Warriors' whole entire season. Maybe not though, because they might not have gotten KD. So maybe it was all master plan. But anyways, um, Curry before that had so many ankle injury, injuries, and I know that. For those of you that don't know this, I'll, I'll tell you this. Curry, the reason why people don't believe he'll have ankle injuries anymore is because he spent two summers working feverishly on yoga, learning how to balance his body and distribute the weight and all that. And before, I guess he was just putting too much stress on his ankles. But anyway, it's safe to say that he has fragile ankles, so all it can take is, is one slip or something, and he can, he can be out. He could be out, and he could have re, a reoccurring ankle injuries. Uh, and as his body ages, you gotta you gotta believe that those ankles and knees are going to wear down. And Kevin Durant, the, let's talk about the recent signing guy, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has had three foot surgeries in a year. Um, again, not counting this year. Before before last season, it was three foot surgeries in a year. Now one of them, granted, one of them was to fix his foot, and then the second surgery. Um, was to fix his foot again. No, no, no. The second surgery was to clean up because apparently the first surgery was unsuccessful, and then um, which they found out later after the fact, which was really bad. And then the third surgery was just kind of a, it was kind of a, a due diligence one to kind of prevent it from happening and make sure everything's good. So he's supposed to be good now, but look, it's only been one healthy season. We don't know. And, and of course, I'm not wishing any injuries on these guys. I'm just pointing out that these are issues. Now, Clay and Draymond have been pretty durable so far, so I, you're not too worried about them. But if KD or Curry, one of those guys, goes down, granted, this team is still great and this team can still win, but this team isn't this team without uh, without Curry, Curry and Durant together. Okay, and again, the last point I talked about was the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, Will the next one, in fact, 100%, you can bet on it, will be designed to screw the Golden State Warriors just like it was with Miami. Like I said, you can bet any money that teams are teams are calling each other right now, figuring out what we can do in the next contract that will screw Golden State and make life easier for us and make us give us a chance to build up our dynasties and, and win ourselves. And then we'll deal with those consequences that we made later. So, all that being said, why the Warriors, why you shouldn't assume the Warriors dynasty will be a dynasty. Now, granted, you can argue they already are because of those two successful seasons, and I imagine they're going to have at least two very, very successful seasons. So, it depends on what you define as a dynasty, but I'm, I'm saying the, the reason, the context I'm putting it in is, is the fact that people assume that they're going to win four championships in five years or something ridiculous 
that's that's what I'm talking about. So starting from this point, why why the next four to five years could not be as great as everyone expects it to be. Uh, things just always happen, so keep that keep that in mind. Never assume dynasties. Plus, all these guys are young. All these guys are going to have to get paid eventually. Uh, Curry's going to get the max. KD's going to get the max. And what do they do with Clay and Draymond? Now, again, they can afford to keep both of them, but but um, what do they do with them? Do they do they ask them to take pay cuts? How do, how does the new salary cap look from the new CBA? All of these things are are questions. And also, what do they do with the role players like Iguodala and stuff who have played who have played for them but are making like eleven million dollars? So it'll be very tough for the pit, for the sorry for the Warriors to figure it out. But anyways, let's get to this. All that being said, why you shouldn't assume the dynasty of the Warriors will be a dynasty. But I'm going to give you reasons why you should embrace the Warriors right now. Everybody is upset uh, right now because they got they got Kevin Durant. And Steph Curry and life just doesn't seem fair. They went 73 and 9 and they got the third second or third best player in the NBA. So <laughs> let me tell you why you guys should embrace this Warriors team. I want I want you guys to embrace this Warriors team and I'm going to convince you why right here. So think about this. We have never seen four of the top ten to twelve players in the NBA on one team since Bill Russell's era. I mean and, and that Celtics in the 60s when there was four, or I believe eight teams. There was eight teams in the Russell era, or nine teams. And the, that's the last time we've seen four, ten, four of the top 10 to 12 players in the NBA on one team. So this is something we'll never see again. Appreciate dominance. Appreciate it. I tell people all the time, embrace LeBron. Now, you don't got to like him. You don't got to love him. I don't love LeBron. Uh, truthfully, I don't often root for him to win, but uh, uh, just appreciate him. We have never seen somebody like LeBron that could play all five positions. I know Magic could, that could play make like Magic, but he's so much different than Magic. He plays defense. Magic was as good a, as good a player as he was. He wasn't a great defender, and LeBron just is a portable dynasty, man. You could throw him on any team in the NBA and say, yeah, that team has a shot at getting to the finals. Uh, no joke, throw him on Philly. LeBron, Jahil Okafor, uh, gives him a low post presence. You get some shooters around him, he's fine. He's going to the finals. LeBron is LeBron. We've never seen this. And think and all the people that want to bash him to Jordan, I'm not going to get into the LeBron versus Jordan because I do believe Jordan was better. But it's fair to point out that Jordan didn't beat the Celtics at their peak. He didn't beat... The Pistons at his at their peak. He beat those teams when they were old and worn down. LeBron just beat the Warriors at their peak, seventy three and nine. He beat a team that was seventy three and nine. Came back from down three to one. Appreciate LeBron. Appreciate him before he's gone. Uh, we, and so, the whole thing with dominance is, I'm twenty. I've never gotten to see dominance. I'm currently twenty years old. So. I'm embracing the fact that we get to see greatness we've never seen before. Again, we've never seen four of the top 10 to 12 players on one NBA team other than an all-star or an Olympic team. I mean, this is the one time we've ever seen this on an actual NBA roster. So embrace that. I, I never, I was, I'm 20. I never got to see dominance. I started following the NBA in about 2004, 2005, and that was when Kobe 
and Shaq were just breaking up. So I didn't get to appreciate Kobe and Shaq, much, much less being eight years old. I didn't get to, I didn't get to not only see them, but I didn't get to appreciate them with the basketball mind that I have now and the eye that I have for the game now. Of course, I wasn't born for Jordan. I was one years old when he won his last, uh, when he won in 95-96. Like, I'm, I didn't get to see Jordan. I Again, too young, not into basketball at that point in my life yet. Obviously, one years old, I'm not going to remember a lot. Uh, and, and then before that, obviously not being around for the Magic Showtime Lakers, for the Celtic Birds, for the Chamberlain, or for the Chamberlain Lakers, Chamberlain and West Lakers, with the Russell Russell Celtics like I've never seen these things before so appreciate this people from my age should appreciate this now I get the people that are that are older and they don't want to appreciate it you know what that's fine you've gotten to see greatness if you've been a basketball fan for 40 years you've gotten to see greatness you've gotten to see MJ you've got to see the bad boys you've got to see Bird you've got to see um, all these things that Kobe and Shaq these are things I've never gotten to see, so uh, I understand that. But if you're my age, if you're if you're anywhere from 15 to 27 years old, you should appreciate this team so much. You should you should be all for the Warriors. You should want them to win as much as possible, because again, this is your chance to see greatness. Every era, every generation, the millennial generation, especially. One of the things, and if you read the study about millennials, this is one of their common traits: is they want to be they want to be a part of something great. They want to have greatness. That's why I talk to people in in my life that don't don't even watch NBA. They don't watch it at all, but they always root for LeBron. Why? Because my my friend Sam said this best. He's like, he's like, I'm like Sam. Why do you always root for LeBron? Like you don't even watch basketball, but you always ask me how LeBron's doing. And what's going on with him. And you kind of stay in touch with LeBron. But nothing else. He's like Chris. I want to see greatness in my lifetime. I want to see dominance. Uh, like Tiger Woods was with golf. He's a big golf fan by the way. Shout out to Sam. Friend of the podcast. Probably going to have him on soon. Um, anyways. So he's he's a golf fan. He loves Tiger Woods dominance. But he, he just wants to see dominance. And that's what our generation is all about. Our generation is all about wanting to see dominance and wanting to see something that other generations, future generations, can look back on and say, "Wow, that was a great time to be alive. That was a that was what a time to be alive." There's another Drake reference for you, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, think of, think about that. We want to be a part of greatness, and this Warriors team could be our shot at greatness. Now, again, there's some obstacles in the way. Of, of course, with the new CBA, with the whole health injuries, all these things are possible that we could never see it. But guys, appreciate this dominance. This is something we're never we're never going to see again. I promise you we're never going to see it again. We're never going to see four of the top 12 players together on one team. And look, at the end of the day, these guys are all good guys. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, two of the probably two of the probably best role models you could ever have. Kevin Durant stuck it out in OKC. He gave it his all. And the reason he left was Westbrook. There are several reports stating that. So again, the media, us media, and I'm not defending the media by any means, but even though even though we're betrayed and we have agendas and all that, 
not me speaking, but you know, the media in general, we as in, as in the context of the media as a whole, but the media doesn't, even though they have agendas and all that, they're not always dumb. Like there are things that are accurate. They've been saying this for years, Westbrook and Durant, they love each other, but they don't want to play with each other. And again, that's the reason KD left. KD just finally looked at Russ and just like, man, I can't go another year with this. I can't, I'm wasting my prime. I'm 28 years old, going on 29 now. Like, I I don't know how long my title window is. I gotta, I gotta take this chance. And again, with Durant, I don't bash him at all. He's part of the millennial generation. He gets to be a part of something we've never seen before. Okay, I'm going to say this, and you people can laugh at, at this all you want. But the Warriors have a chance to beat 73-9 and next year. They do. And they can do it with resting players. You want to tell me, you want to tell me that Curry and Durant uh, and Clay and Draymond are going to rest games? That's fine. They'll probably rest more than they've ever rested in their career. But they could still break the record. They still got, as long as three of those four are playing, they could beat any team on any night. Especially when all of them are playing. Curry could play 20 minutes a game this season. That's all he could play. He could play. He could play the first and the fourth quarter, and that's it. And, and and he wouldn't even have to play the fourth quarter if he was if he was close. All he'd have to do is play a couple minutes every quarter, even, and he'll be and he'll be fine. Like the and the Warriors will win by big by a big number. The Warriors could break seventy three and nine just after after setting that. They could break the record again. Again, Durant wants to be a part of something great. This is more than just rings for Kevin Durant, and I use rings plural because, again, he's expecting multiple rings, and I think you can say call this a failure if they don't get multiple rings. But Durant has a chance to be all-time history. I'm talking 73-9, and nine, breaking that record, and then winning championships on top of that. He has a chance to be a part of something that we've never seen, and he's part of that millennial generation. He should fully embrace this fact that he's going to the Warriors and that he's going to be a part of greatness. That was that was one of the two key parts in the pitch to him was appreciate the greatness and be a part of something that will last forever. This is something that people in NBA history will talk about forever. There, th- this will never be glossed over in history. This will be something that will be remembered. And again, millennials aspire to be remembered. They want to be remembered. So... Durant going to the Warriors is great for the NBA, is great for Kevin Durant, and it should be great for us fans. We should appreciate this this greatness that we are never going to see again. We will never see this again. I can't tell you enough. So appreciate the greatness, and I hope that I change your guys' mind on whether to be a fan of Golden State Warriors and to root for them. Because, I mean, honestly, what are your other options? Cleveland? Yeah, okay, you want to you wanna root for LeBron, that's fine. San Antonio, Duncan's probably retiring at this point. It's not confirmed, but it's assumed that he's retiring. Um, who else is there? The, the Thunder are dead, so to speak, in terms of title contentions. Um, the Clippers, never going to win. Who, who are you going to root for? Who's more fun to root for than the Golden State Warriors? This team is going to be amazing to watch. They have four of the arguably top five greatest shooters of all time. Um, Or sorry, three of the arguably top five greatest shooters of all time on one team. That's unreal. Maybe four if they sign Ray Allen. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. By the way, Ray Allen's trying to make a comeback. And the Warriors are getting phone calls by everybody that they want to come and play and be a and be a part of this roster because this is as sure a thing a ring as you'll ever get. Um, okay, but let's let's wrap it up there by just bottom line. Appreciate the greatness. Enjoy this Warriors team while we have it. Again, you never know how long this may be. This may be something that only lasts two three years. We don't know, depending on the new CBA. The CBA could totally screw the Warriors, and I expect it to. So just be on the lookout for that. Again, that's something nobody's talking about that I find so interesting, the whole CBA. But, okay, so let's let's get into other free agents. Let's move on from all this Kevin Durant, Dwayne Wade. And um, I don't want to talk about teams right now because I feel like I feel like it's too early to talk about teams. There are still some, there are still some free agents on the move that you want to look out for and there are still some moves that could impact how how a team's offseason has gone uh, there are some clear teams to me that have had successful offseasons but again I'll do that as more of a reflective uh, and introspective thing once we get to the end of free agency but um, let's just go over some of the things so again D Wade starting with D Wade two-year 48 million dollar or sorry 47 million dollar deal with the Bulls um, what else do we got? Uh, we got some. I know we have some other moves. Um, I'll just say this one right now, just because I know it off the top of my head. Boban goes to the Pistons for three years, twenty-one million. Now the Spurs have the right to offer to match the offer, but it's been reported that the Pistons will, or that the Spurs rather will not match the Pistons' offer. They just don't. They just don't want to go that much over the cap. They're already over the cap to sign Gasol. Um. Pacers who have had a really nice season, um, they they they're just a team that's had a nice season. I wanted to point that out. Um, nothing more to that. Uh, Barnes goes to the Kings again. If you like Matt Barnes, uh, Matt Barnes and Demarcus Cousins at the very least will be highly entertaining. I wish we could see all their practices. Brandon Jennings to the Knicks, one year, five million dollar deal. Great for both sides. Gives Jennings an opportunity to be a backup point guard and really show what he's got. And also, it's a great deal for the Knicks because as, as, as a guy who watches the Pistons, I can tell you that Brandon Jennings was a great player for us. Big personality, big time game. He stepped up. He stepped up. He had great games when we needed him, especially that year when he was a starter for us before we acquired Reggie Jackson. So you're going to get him. And his big personality, his big ego, and his flashy bravada, bravada if you want to say, if you want to call it that, uh, we'll, we'll match New York perfectly. Great situation for Jennings. Very happy for him. Again, Tyler Johnson is expected to sign that deal with the Nets. That was reported a few days ago. Um, Andrew Nicholson to the Wizards, four years, $26 million. I have no clue what the Wizards are doing at this point. I'll get into that. Oh, this is one that affects the Warriors. Leandro Barbosa to the Suns for two years, $8 million. That's actually huge for the Warriors because they were... Um, Barbosa was actually pretty big for them in the playoffs. So, um, but again, if you get Ray Allen, who's by all reports kept in shape, so um, Ray Allen, Ray Allen could replace Barbosa, and that wouldn't be a bad thing. Darren Williams resigns with the Mavs for ten million for one year. Lance Thomas signs with the Knicks four years, twenty-seven million. Uh, Manu Ginobili opt in for his player option. Uh, 
what else we got? I feel like we have some. I'm scrolling through the CBS Sports free agency big board right now, so I can tell you that. Uh, Cole Aldrich at Timberwolves. I don't believe I talked about this, but he's an okay backup center. Timberwolves had to spend money to get to the floor. It's really not a move that I that I really care about or or it's going to impact. Again, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Nikola Pekovic. They finally they got to get rid of him. Jamal Crawford stays with the Clippers for $42 million for three years. Rondo to the Bulls. I liked that one a lot. I talked about that, I believe, in my last podcast, but if I didn't, I'll say it again. Uh, Rondo's interesting player. He's a great playmaker. Uh, I kind of like that the defensively, I really love the aspect of him, Wade, and Butler all together. Those are three uh, great perimeter defenders, so I believe that they could do some damage there on defense, but offensively, I have no clue how that's going to work because neither of them can shoot really uh, from deep. Jimmy Butler can shoot okay from three-point range, but Wade and Rondo cannot shoot threes, uh, despite what Wade did in the playoffs. I'm very aware of what Wade did in the playoffs, but I don't believe that he's doing that all season long. Uh, Seth Curry goes to the Mavs for two years, $6 million. Super, super cheap. Um, I mean, again, if this was 2K, that'd be a great pickup. He's he's a great pickup in 2K. I, I can assure you that. Um, Solomon Hill, I talked about that. That was a long time ago. Oh, Nene went to the Rockets for one year, 2.9 million. This boggled my mind that Nene went for that cheap of a contract. And of all teams, he went to the Rockets. You could have got that same contract in Golden State, fam. What do you? What is your agent doing? <laughs> Um, that, that, and besides that, how does he fit basketball wise? I mean, he's okay, but is he going to fit that up tempo, James Harden ball centric team? I don't think so. I like him a lot as a player, but that has got to be one of the most curious options for me. Um, again, again, uh, the Pistons signed Boban, Boban, and that was a great deal. Seven, th- seven million a year for a seven, three center that will back up Drummond. Now they have the Pistons have went from having a depleted front court to having a very big front court. You got John Lohr, who's big. I believe he's six nine, but he is he is he is hunky. He's definitely hunky. I, I guess you can call him that. Uh, he's definitely got some size and some girth to him. Uh, again, Baines was great for the Pistons last year as a backup center, and so was Boban. Uh, again, this this is nice because if Drummond goes down or um, or just, God forbid, you can't hit a free throw still, then the Pistons now actually have options at the front court. And some of these guys can play. Two of these three guys can always play together. Baines can play with Boban, and and he can play with John Luehr because, again, John Luehr can force space with, with Baines, and Baines can also shoot the mid-range, and so can Boban. So, and Baines can guard power forward. So, again, the Pistons have created something very interesting with that front court and also address their backup point guard issue with Ish Smith. Talked about that because that was one of the first uh, signings of free agency. So that will do it, guys. Um, other, th- other than that, there's no other deals that looks like um, to be reported as of right now. Uh, free agency is looking like it's kind of reached its its peak in terms of uh, in terms of big name moves. But uh, you know, always keep an eye out for some trades. Danny Ainge could make some moves. Uh, J.R. Smith to Cavs, that's an interesting domino to fall. I mean, there's not really much else to talk about. Warriors, Festus, Cecilia, what they do there. Nothing really important to report in terms of in terms of deals. So, 
again, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Crispy's Sports Corner, formerly. That's the former name, but now it's just Chris Platty Presents Hip Hop and Basketball as I figure out some branding names. So if you have some suggestions for the podcast series for NBA, again, this is strictly NBA series. So if you're talking um, NBA, if you got some good ideas for that, throw me throw me some ideas, and I'll definitely absolutely give you credit for that. Um, but uh, we're in the process of rebranding for sure here at Chris Platty Presents Hip Hop and Basketball. Uh, might be recording a hip hop podcast tonight, actually, very, very late, so it'll probably expect it to be up tomorrow. Uh, again, this is 4 11 p.m. Eastern in case anything happens in the NBA while I'm gone. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys can check out all my hip hop and NBA podcasts at uh, Crispy1132, C H R I S P Y 1132 on my Twitter. I will have a link in my bio to the Podbean account. For those of you that are Android users, they say that works better for them. And for those of you that are Apple users and like iTunes, I am also on iTunes, and that that tweet is pinned to my profile. So very accessible, very easy for you to find both of my stuff. And if you like it, please share it, support, tell a friend, write a review, comment, follow me on Twitter, and shoot, give me some type of shout-out. Um, I'm always I'm always happy to talk to fans, and if you air me a question that's interesting, it might air on the next episode of whatever series it's about. So thank you guys for tuning in, and look forward to, again, more podcasts coming soon. Like I said, maybe in, maybe a hip-hop podcast coming out tomorrow, maybe not. Um, and also, definitely another NBA one coming out, because this is part of the 13 podcasts in 13 days series. So thank you guys. This is day number six, seven, or eight, one of those three. And thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you guys tomorrow.